Hey, it's Tina Brinkley Potts, business strategist, online marketing trainer, and success coach. And I am so excited to launch this season of Amplify Your Expertise. Um, I, you know, I've been waiting for this day. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's Denise and I are probably going to talk like we know each other, but technically, this is the first time we've actually seen each other. Um, we've been on Clubhouse together a lot. Um, when I decided that I was going to build the club for Keep, um, Denise jumped right in head first and was supporting every single time. And so I definitely really appreciated that. And I wanted to start this season off with her. This season, I'm going to focus on women in tech. And my gosh, what better way of starting out with a Black woman in tech? So um, Denise is the founder of Action Accelerated, which is a digital marketing agency. She focuses on, you know, the coaches, speakers, and consultant realm, um, and has a lot of knowledge there, and um, does a fantastic job. And today, we're going to talk about free ain't always free. And so, Denise, first thing I want to do is I want to welcome you to my show, and thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to actually see you and talk to you versus talking through Clubhouse, which is an excellent platform. And it's amazing how you get to build such great connections with people just through audio. But this is this is good as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. And um, the great part of this is regardless of whether you're watching this live or you're seeing it in a replay or you're hearing it, um, please remember to be interactive. And one of my favorite sayings is libraries don't make money. You can be a repository of information, but if you don't apply it, it is just theory and it doesn't really help your life. So make sure that you're taking action with this content instead of just listening in the background. Um, the Another reason why I think Denise is such a great person to talk about free isn't free is because I don't know if I said Dr. Denise Dennis, <laughs> but Denise has her doctorate in psychology. And I can tell you that from my experience and Denise, I want you to talk about in yours, most of the time when coaches, speakers, um, and consultants are trying to grow their business, they forget about that psychology part, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. They forget about the that there's a person on the other side of that email that you're sending out. They forget that you need to think about um, your timing of when you when you send something out. Think about the conversation that you're having with somebody. Thinking about you know we always talk about you know what are their pain points, but how are you uh, bringing up their pain points and showing that you are the solution to their their pain points? All of that is related to psychology, and all of that's important in marketing and in digital marketing. Absolutely, absolutely. And in this time that we're in, one of the things that typically um, most people are looking for a lot of things they can do for free, 
And so that's why I wanted to talk about free ain't free. Yeah. Um, um, and and I, I feel you were such the perfect person to have this conversation with because a lot of times the clients that you are working with, they're really, they've made it, they've proven the concept that they are a coach. They are a speaker, right? Like, like they might've made it to maybe that six low six figure mark, right? Maybe 10,000 a month or something like that. And that's nothing to sneeze at. So please don't take it that way. Um, but they, they're doing all of it because they're piecing together all of this free stuff. And so, Denise, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you typically experience when you see people in that role trying to use all of this free ain't free stuff. Yeah, yeah. That If you are, first of all, I'm not knocking any particular app, software, or whatever that you may have access to that is free. But the reality is, if your business is being run by juggling a bunch of different free products where you're having to, you're using this free calendar app, but because you're using the free version, it doesn't accept payments. So then you got to accept the payments over here, but then you want to send emails. So you have to do this over here, but then the email system doesn't talk to your calendar. So you have to enter this in. And so you are way too much in your business because you're the one that's trying to hold together all of these different free apps. And you are not making the best use of your own time and you can't do big stuff if you were too caught up in the little stuff that happens when you're doing a bunch of using a bunch of free services. So that's that that tends to be how I explain it when I get that pushback from uh, uh, new clients or someone who's interested in becoming uh, a client to talk about their whole digital marketing strategy is some of that free stuff that you think is saving you money is actually costing you money because you quantify. Yeah. And, and I just want to, yeah. cause I love this. So I just want to put a little, let's amplify yeah. that a little bit because they, they weren't valuing their time. Exactly. And so they, and, and, and isn't that a classic mistake of business owners who even whether you're first starting, if you made it to that low six figure mark, sometimes you're still not valuing your time as much as you value everything else. And Denise, I want to, I, I know we typically, you, you're typically talking to that, uh, like I said, that low six figure mark, but let's talk about those people who are also transitioning from a professional job to now becoming a consultant. Cause right now there are a lot of people that way, right? Yeah. Valuing your time is one of the best things you can do right now when you start off, because right. think about it when somebody else was paying for your time, you, you know, you got that paycheck, right? <laughs> you got that paycheck to kind of say how much you were worth. So you could take that paycheck and divide it by how many hours you're working to, de to decide what your time is worth. So right. even if you start from there, now take what Denise is saying and go, wait a minute. Ooh, I'm losing all kinds of money here. And then you can weigh whether you're going to use some kind of a software or whatever else you're going to put into that. So Denise, how much do you typically find 
P, uh, your clients are the wasted time. Like if you could quantify that into an right. amount of hours. Right. That you're um, helping them find when, when you first go through that exercise. That's a very good question. Uh, it varies, but I will, I'll share, uh, I'll an answer your question kind of indirectly because I was just um, reading about how, let's say that you are wasting five minutes every time you're starting a project because you're doing all this little, this over here and that over there. If you're wasting five minutes every time you start a project, and then let's say you have five projects you're working on a day, that's 25 minutes that you're wasting. Over a year, you have actually wasted three weeks worth of time mm. uh, by just that little bit of time spent, well, I need to transfer this to over here. Well, I need to um, add these figures together because these two systems don't talk to each other. Those little bitty tiny tasks are wasting a bunch of time. And imagine if you could get three weeks ahead of the competition. Imagine if you could get that three weeks back and how much further you would be if you had three solid weeks to concentrate on. So it's, it might seem like it's a little bit of time and you know what, you know, so I have to send an email myself, so what? But those so what little tasks add up. And that's really what I want people to see is that compound effect of those lost little bits of time. Um, let me uh, go back and talk about the person you were talking about, that person in transition. Because if you're in transition, that means that you're probably working on your business. You're getting up early to work on it before work. Maybe you're squeezing some in on your lunch break. You're doing it when you get home. Maybe you're doing it on the weekend. And because you're doing all the things, you're wearing yourself out, uh, but you probably are still not ready to delegate because you feel like you need to be the control freak and hold on to everything, which is a natural pro <laughs> process. But recognize that if you let your tools do that work, then it's a predict predictable employee uh, who is gonna do it exactly the way that you want it every single time, but you don't have to be the one that, that does that. So look for systems that are gonna be that 24 seven employee that's gonna do things exactly the way that you want them. So that you can take a step back, you can breathe, you can trust the system, and so your limited time can be spent doing the things that only you can do. Woo, that is a moment that I think everybody who's watching this, whether you're watching it live or in the replay, you need to type that in below wherever you're seeing this, <laughs> that software with a system, right? With a process can be a predictable 24 seven employee. Write that down. Because I think um, a lot of people get it twisted and they might have it a little bit backwards. So Denise, I'm going to ask you this. Would you, would you recommend software first or VA first? Uh, I recommend software first. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, for that reason that, well, no, I take that back. I recommend strategy first. So that you're clear, so you're clear in what you're doing. So you're clear in what you're headed, what you want to accomplish. Look at all those tasks, figure out what are the things that only you can do. So you have to take those out because there's decisions that you have to make. Look at what's left, 
figure out of the things that are left, which things require human interaction. So maybe a person does have to figure out, you know, which which book to send out or which um, uh, which shirt somebody purchased or which package, which um, contract has to be sent out. But if a person doesn't need to do that, then don't delegate, automate it. And uh, so, it's, I mean, they kind of all work together, but I'm always in favor of automating as much as possible because then you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay a person. You don't have to train a person. You don't have to monitor that person because you just set it and forget it and it's going to do what you need to do. Predictable 24-7 employee. Exactly. Was exactly. Exactly. So, and I love that you said strategy first, and that's, so I was adding the word process, having a process in place. So I love you said strategy first. So I love that. Um, and and another question, and this is gonna be a little bit rough because I'm gonna go into the black space because we are two black women who um, definitely are unicorns because we're in technology um, and we know technology well. Um, Denise, when you look at whether Black men and women are actually implementing technology in their business, um, are we far behind? Ah, uh, that is, that's a challenging question only because I, I think that I'm a, around more Black entrepreneurs and so I don't have I'm, I'm not around enough of a diverse I think group to to compare I think that the people that I am around who are in uh coaching groups or who are in different Facebook groups where they're they're desiring to learn and grow um they have an interest but they don't necessarily have the knowledge or the the tools and they might be seeking the knowledge but they're also looking for and, and again this is not specific to, to black entrepreneurs, but I see this desire to figure out what the shortcut is. And or I think the that's- free version. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the free version comes in. It's like, oh, well, I found a tool that's gonna let me do, yeah, that's gonna let me send emails. It's like, yes, but can you, um, can you automate it? Can you segment people into, you know, if you're a pet, if it's a pet store, the dog owners and the cat owners, so you can send them different kinds of emails. Uh, and and not all free things are going to let you do all the things you need in order to ramp up your business as quickly as you want it to 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 grow. So I don't know. I don't know necessarily that I would say that that's a black entrepreneur's problem so much as it is an, a newer entrepreneur's problem. I think that's, that it's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. So so then on to your point. Um, let's talk about, let's highlight some things that that free version might seem beneficial, but is really costing you. Yeah. So let's, let's just, I mean, cause you, you used one that I think was really good segmenting. Mm -hmm. Segmenting typically isn't available on free versions in right. any software, right. um, to your benefit. Yeah. Uh, so talk about the benefits of segmenting. So segmenting is going to allow you to have 
going back to the psychology, having conversations that are relevant to the needs, the wants, the concerns, the desires of the particular people that you're trying to reach. And so one of the one of the complaints about automation, one of the complaints about email marketing is that it's too generic, it's impersonal, but segmenting actually allows you to be very personal in your emails because I can talk to the coach differently than I talk to the consultant because I've segmented my audience. Among the coaches, I have some conversations that make sense for life coaches and other conversations that make sense for business coaches. So I can further segment it and send specialized emails, uh, specialized campaigns to people based on their particular needs, wants, desires. And so it, it serves as a two-way type of communication actually, because I can send different emails to different groups. I can also pay attention to how those different groups respond. So if I send an email out, which groups tend to be opening the emails? So that's gonna tell me something about how they respond to the different subject lines. Which groups are clicking on links in emails? That's gonna tell me something about how attractive my, my offer, my call to action is in those emails. And so we want our software to allow us to do the segmentation and then also allow us to do the reporting to know, well, who's clicking on what? And what do we do with that information once we have it? Wow. Yeah, Denise, beautiful um, the way that you've explained that. Um, and then let's talk about that deeper benefit of what you talked about too, right? Because I think this is important. Everything that you were just talking about also gives you better placement in that email box indirectly. Yes. yes. And because, because you're taking the time to segment, more people open. So where a lot of times where you might be used to a, let's say the standard 15% email open rate, now that you start segmenting, you might get like a 40, 50, 60% open rate. And that's going to send signals to these providers that, wait a minute, people want to see your stuff. And I don't think people understand how important this is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other part of free is that typically on free versions, you can't train that part of getting in that inbox. Yeah. That is a training that's happening from listening to strategies that like Denise was just talking mm -hmm. about. So I love that. Denise, when, okay, so I like segmenting and segmenting is, is kind of advanced. It's, it's kind of an advanced concept for most people, right? Especially when they're coming out of, um, doing everything right it, like doing everything they're like oh my god and you want me to segment too right like right so, so let's let's talk about ways mm -hmm. or how how do you begin to make that transition if you were helping somebody make the transition from doing everything to to getting these specific things done that are gonna help them benefit. Like, how do you do that? What would be your first step? Uh, well, if I'm sitting down with somebody either for long-term strategy or if they're working with me for a VIP day, 
we start with, we don't even start with talking about the business. We talk about, okay, what are your long-term goals? You want to be living on a beach somewhere? What, you know, what's your, you know, you want to be able to spend time with the grandkids? What are your long-term goals? And then how are you seeing the business accomplish those goals? And then how do you see your role in the business and kind of work backwards from there? And then again, before we start talking about software, what needs to happen in your business in order to accomplish your goals? What are the, the outcomes that you desire? Who are your, who are your ideal clients? I think um, I find it interesting that I actually hear people get frustrated sometimes. It's like, why does everybody keep asking me about my ideal clients? I'm tired of doing this client, the, the, the client uh, avatar <laughs> exercise. It's like, yes, because we need to start with who are we trying to talk to? That's, that's just part of the process. Um, but then why are they tired, Denise? So yeah, why are they tired of that? Are they still trying to use, well, everybody could use my, yes, it's a combination of, I could coach everybody. It's like, yes, we know that there's a model of coaching that you could apply and help anyone in accomplishing their goal. But the example I, I always give to people is that my husband collects uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz cars. He loves, he loves, he keeps, keeps buying them. That's another story. But anyway, <laughs> he loves them. But when he wants to get one of these classic cars fixed, he doesn't go to the gas station that's on the car- corner where they have a repair shop. He goes past the, the repair shop where they fix international cars and goes all the way out to the car repair shop that's specifically for Mercedes-Benz. And he pays more for that than he would pay if he just went around the corner to the repair, the repair shop at the gas station because he views them as being more able to handle his specific problems and he's willing to pay for that. And it's the same way with our businesses that the more you can target and talk to the specific needs of that specific person, the more they will hear you the more they will seek you out and the more they'll be willing to, to pay you what you're worth. So, so that's why we want to start with that. But again, I think people think I can serve everybody. So why should I narrow it down? And then it's, well, I don't know the answers to all these questions. So i kind of want to skip over them. And it's not about skipping over them. It's like, okay, I might not know what magazines my target uh, audience is interested in, but that's a question that I might ask even at some point, hey, what are you reading? And start gathering this bits of information. The more data points you have, the better you can have those conversations. So I have, I gather that information. Um, we talk about the, the various processes that need to happen in uh, the business. So how are, you, how are you collecting leads? How are you converting clients? How are you creating those raving fans? And then we talk about, okay, now that we know what happens in the business, what are the systems, what are the tools, what are the apps that you can use to accomplish all these bits and pieces? And as much as possible, uh, I like to try to have them all inside of a system, uh, such as Keep, which which has so much built into it already. Uh, And then if if we have to go outside of that, look for things that integrate together, which is another thing you don't get necessarily with the free level of a lot of software. So you might even be thinking, oh, well, I'll just connect this software to this software. 
But sometimes they won't even let you connect it to anything else unless you're on a paid plan. So you have to pay attention to all these different things when you're trying to figure out what your tech stack is going to be. And you don't want to choose a tech stack until you know what your ultimate goal and strategy is. Yep. You know, let's put our plug in for Keep right now. <laughs> Both of us are Keep certified partners um, and we love using the software. Uh, Keep has a, a variety of levels. So no matter where you're starting in your tech stack, um, there are different levels, but pound for pound, dollar for dollar, whatever currency you're using, <laughs> Keep has tools that for the for what you're spending you can't you can't beat the value you're getting and so um right now you can use it has a telephone number that not only you get sms you get that on the lowest level right like so even before we get into harder automations even in light and uh, you're, you're getting some easy automations there with a telephone number. So, um, and I don't want to get too far down the road, but because both of us are Keep Certified Partners, it would be a, a disservice of not mentioning this. But like, so even with just your telephone number, if you're using Google Voice or you're using your cell phone number, by taking this stuff and combining under your number, in keep, you can save probably that three weeks per year with just that. And that's just one thing. Uh, so like, my God, if you haven't looked at keep, you really should look at it. And um, Denise can give you a demo, right? Like, like Denise is going to give, you know, we're going to give some links and everything and they're in the comments and in the description. So make sure um, that you jump on that and, and you can literally walk through that with Denise. Um, so yeah, so didn't mean to get off track, but you mentioned keep and I felt yeah, I like, mean, yeah, I, I don't want to do it disservice. Right exactly. Now. I mean, and that's the, the, when we're talking about, and when, let me also just say, we're not just saying, hey, spend money. We're saying, use your money wisely, make your money work for you and, and use your money to buy tools that are going to work for you. So something like Keep is going to be your business phone number. It's going to be your scheduling uh, system. It's going to be your text messaging system, your email automation, your daily task list. It's going to, you can build all of that into this one system. So then think about how many of those other tools do you not need anymore because everything's all in one place and how much time are you saving because you only have to open one app that does everything and not be all over the place and trying to find emails and trying to figure out the texts and um, follow up with phone calls. Everything's in one system. That's going to save you time, which is in turn going to save you money. So, you know, Denise, you just hit on such an important point and I I'm going to love this little quiz I'm going to give you right now. So technically people respond. Some people are looking to save money. Some people are looking to a return on investment, which is two different philosophies, two different things. Denise really broke down saving money tremendously. I mean, we've talked about several ways, saving three weeks, 
worth of time. If you literally just value your time, you can see how much money you're saving. If you're thinking about it in just terms of, okay, well, I can get a Google voice number for free. Technically, if you're getting a Google voice number for your business, it is not free. So you might be trying to do a workaround. So you're not really getting any benefits. So, um, but either way, saving time, she just really talked about that. Denise, also talk about it from the other perspective now. Talk about return on investment. So if you are, if you go to a networking function and well, pre-COVID, you go to a networking function, you get a bunch of business cards. Post-COVID, you're on this or that Zoom call or even somebody who calls you up and you're writing that information down on a piece of paper or you're getting a bunch of business cards and you, they're down in your purse or, or in your pockets and you dump them out and put them in a drawer, you never see them again. You're trying to walk around with that information in your head of, I got to make sure I call that person back or I got to make sure I follow up with that person. Inevitably, because we're human, because we got a lot going on, because we're the boss and we're trying to juggle everything, uh, some of that is going to slip through the cracks. We're going to forget to get back to that person with that proposal. We're going to forget that that person who said, they definitely want our services. We forgot to send them out a contract or we sent it out, but we forgot to follow up with them to make sure that they got it or they didn't send it back and we want to follow up again. All When that stuff falls through the cracks, that is lost money. So the return on investment that you get from a system like Keep is that it's going to do the reminding for you. It's going to set up a task that if the contract hasn't, if the invoice hasn't been, um, I'm sorry, if the quote hasn't been returned by X date, it's automatically going to put a task on your to-do list, follow up with that person. If as soon as you get a, um, as soon as you meet a new lead, you can enter them into keep and tag them, and it will create a task for you to send them out a proposal, and you'll see it there on your daily task list, so you don't have to worry about trying to carry that around or forgetting it. So in that way, it's going to be a return on your investment because your money is not sitting buried on your desk or in the garbage can or lost in your memory. Your money is inside of your keep and you know, you see it and you know how to go get it. Oh, write this down. The money is in the follow-up. I don't care if you are in a virtual world or physical world, whichever version, the money is in the follow-up. Denise, you also said something that I think um, I love everything you said, return on investment. That was very clear. Now, because you are Dr. Denise Dennis and, you know, that psychology thing, talk about freed up space in your head, because I think you just Woo, you you were you were real powerful, but you were talking about return on investment because that's what I asked. But I think you can really hit now, like what happens when you let that space free in your head? Yes, yes. Well, first, let's look at, look at the opposite. Opposite when we're trying to hold all that stuff in our head, our our brain can't distinguish between really important things and minor things. So. The fact that I need to return a phone call, I need to empty the dishwasher, I need to write my strategic plan for next year, I need to post on Facebook, those are all equal <laughs> in, you know, in terms of just taking up space. And so as much as we can get some of those little things out of our head, 
whether that means creating a, a to-do list, a task list that, that's literally written down or keeping it in an automated system like Keep, um, the more we can get those things out of our head and into some other system, the more really we're freeing up space to process the bigger items, to think about that strategic plan, to think about uh, working, focusing on our relationships, to think about focusing on ourselves. Um, and we can't do that well if we have too many things that we're trying to focus on at once. Uh, Denise, listen, I was that person that beat myself up if I forgot something, right? And, you know, some reason I needed to be superhuman and keep everything in my head. And if I couldn't remember it, then it was some kind of worse thing. I don't know. Um, but like the idea of allowing, like I am a notebook person. I keep notebooks with me all the time so that when something comes up, I don't lose it. I can write it down on something and then go back. That one thing of being able to free that so I don't have to keep that thought in my head anymore, that has done a tremendous, um, made a tremendous change in my life. So I know what you're saying, my God, um, for a business owner is just tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. So, okay. So, you know, I, we could do this all day and, um, you know, I want to get close to bringing it to a close when, when, when we talk about the cost of free, that free ain't free. I know we, you know, we're, when you're into saving money, this idea of spending for something that I could go over here and get this software for free, right? Or I can go like, let's approach it just from the, the things you don't know. Because Denise, with you being a certified partner with Keep and you truly understanding automation, when you see some of the counterparts that are being offered for free. It's not comparing apples to apples, right? Right. Right. And which is, <laughs> I, correct. I think that the part of the, the challenge as a, even as a, a partner, we are so excited about everything that we know that Keep can do, that for people that are trying to compare Keep to some of these other systems, it's like, oh, well, Keep sends out emails, this system sends out emails, but Keep is so much, so much more. The automation piece, there's a piece called the, the campaign builder. Now you're familiar with that piece called the campaign builder, where you can build very complex steps of if somebody fills out a form and answers this, send them this email, if they answer this, send this person a task to follow up with them. If, if uh, you know, wait a year and wish them happy birthday, you know, so much complexity that can be built in that it's all but about- That mimics human behavior. Exactly. exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So even if, even though Denise used the word complexity, remember she 
is her psychology, right? Yeah, yeah. Human, I mean, yes, I mean, it, human I mean, behavior, yes. right? So, <laughs> I, and the only reason why I interrupted her is just because she used the word complexity, and that word might scare you off, but it, it's actual that you can have the system do something complex so it's simple for you. Yes. Right. Like that's the thing I want you to really understand is that, yeah, you might have to learn something for a few minutes or have somebody do it for you. But at the end of the day, it's going to make it simple for you. So, ah, Denise, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no, but I'm I just <laughs> I just needed to say because because, you know, people are overwhelmed. Right. right. And and overwhelmed systems can 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 take that overwhelm away from you yes. so quickly and it it, it it it'll feel almost counterintuitive because you're like wait wait a minute i feel like i should be doing something but there's this thing that's actually doing it and i'm gonna tell i'm gonna say a way i've explained this to older mm-hmm. like baby boomer type things right um, type people. Uh, when I first learned to do accounting, I actually learned, and I'm really dating myself. I actually learned how to do accounting on paper, right? So you had T accounts and all of this kind of stuff for anybody that took accounting. Y'all know what I'm saying. And then QuickBooks came along. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. When QuickBooks came along for a lot of small business owners, you could write a check and it's now going to put the expenses in the right place. It's going to do right. the other side of the accounting that you used to have to have a bookkeeper for. So you might not have needed a bookkeeper because you could take and literally just write checks in your QuickBooks system, Quicken, whichever version, and then it's going to do the rest. And now you have a whole file you can send to your accountant to do your taxes at the end of the year, right? We don't question that part anymore because we're used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, how can you take your sweat equity Mm -hmm. and actually do the same thing and that's what denise is talking about right now yeah yeah so denise that's how i explain it because yeah 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 Yeah. that's true yeah so so erase that word complexity it (laughs) it makes it makes the processes easy it's it's build it once it's that set it and forget it kind of system where you you think through what is it that you want to have happen you build that out you hit go which in this case means hit publish once it's once it's ready to go you go focus on the the big picture stuff yeah is it something you're going to know how to do when you open it up probably not will you need somebody to teach you if you're going to do it yourself probably but will it make it easy for you will it give you a life where now you can just focus on sales generating activities instead of these little things that are taking up five minutes here five minutes there five minutes here as denise has been saying yes absolutely 
oh, Denise, like there was something in there that I wanted to get back to the psychology part that you said. And I think I'm I almost lost it. Well, wait a minute. Cause, cause you really hit on something. I was like, oh, that's another one too. So um, when you were, t- oh, human behavior, right? You were talking about when you put people in your system and then you're sending birthday messages and you're sending, um, or this person might get an email where then this person is actually getting a telephone call from you or a text message from you. Like you're just mimicking human behavior. You're still doing you, but you're doing you supported. Can you talk about the psychology of that? Because that that was beautiful when you started going there. And I was like, okay, wait, well, we got to get back to this and talk about how that makes your life easier. Yeah, well, let's let's go back to uh, who I typically work with. So think about that coach who might have uh, maybe a, a one-on-one coaching relationship with a client, as well as having group coaching programs that are going on. And in an ideal world, that coach might, if, if they had all the time in the world, would send an email to each person, check in with them, see how they're doing, call people up periodically, check in with them. Uh, but if we try to keep all that in our head, we're not going to remember who we need to send an email to. Uh, if, if we have a like a membership with a lot of people in it, it's way too many individual emails to send. But we could set up an automated system to send a checking in email at the beginning of every month, uh, asking people what their plans are for the upcoming month. And we can, we can uh, it doesn't have to be the exact same cookie cutter email at the beginning of each month. We could create 12 emails that are slightly different but that are, count, that are checking in with you and set it to automatically go out on the first of every month. And now we've automatically created this year-long conversation with people, checking in with them, showing them that we care, inviting them to reply to the email. And for the people that reply, we can then jump in there and reply directly if we want to. We can automate sending that person an actual physical card. We could automate sending that person a uh, some fresh brownies. Uh, there are systems that can integrate, um, uh, work with, Keep and some of these other systems that where you can send out physical gifts to people. We can just set a reminder to ourselves to call this person every quarter and check in with them on how they're doing. We can send at the end of our coaching program, send a satisfaction survey to everyone. And if they loved the coaching program, then we can automatically ask them for a testimonial, ask them for a referral. If they said, this was the worst program ever, then it flags us to give them a call and see what, what, what didn't they like about it so we can serve them as well as know what we might want to change moving forward. So it still allows us to have that personal touch, but it's assisting us in providing the level of service that we want to give to our, um, to our audience. Yeah. Oh, Denise, that was, that was brilliant. I love that because you weren't just talking about getting the sale. You actually talked about now on the side of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, 
especially for the market that you were just talking about. How many times have you done launch style? I'm launching my group program right now. And so you launch this group program and then now you're sitting in fulfillment. And let's just say this go around and I'm not wishing bad luck on you, but let's just saying on this go around, you were hoping to get 20 people in your group and you only got five. Right. And so you still need to you still need to fulfill for those five and fulfill in excellence. But at the same time, your goal was 15 more people. So how do you balance now still looking for more clients while you're fulfilling this? And a lot of times you end up sacrificing looking for more clients because you're still fulfilling on that five. And again, you want to fulfill an excellence. You want to be able to do this well, but at the same time, you personally have monetary income goals that you want to meet. So you can help get the balance in the fulfillment side too and fulfilling an excellence. So yeah. Denise, that was brilliant. Denise, if, tell me something. You know, we talked about a lot, right? We talked about keep, we talked about free ain't free. Um, we talked about the psychology of it all, how to make things that seem complex be easy. Um, we gave a lot. If people, what's one thing, the one thing that you would suggest people do after they finish watching this to start making this practical yeah uh i'm gonna say that people need to sit down get out a sheet of paper or a couple sheets of paper and i just want you to write down everything that is on your mental to-do list all the things get them down on paper and then i want you to divide that list into the things that truly only you can do things that potentially someone else could take care of that you could potentially delegate, things that you could automate and even things that you could eliminate, meaning things that you know nobody really needs to do and you can just cross them off. And then that's gonna help you see from there how you might best use either those free systems that you have, which are gonna take up your time or using an all-in-one system like Keep that's gonna save you time and help you accomplish those goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's, that's, that's amazing. Denise, you know, um, I just want to make sure first and foremost, guys, like Denise's websites are in the description as well as down in the comments. So um, Denise, do you have some kind of like maybe a PDF checklist, free demo, free call i don't know um, do you have something that people can reach you if they yeah. resonate with you yeah I, what i'm going to encourage people to do as we're talking about part of the reason i like systems and everything else is because it allows your business to scale so it's not just about bringing in new clients but you want to be able to have systems in place so that if you when when you get to the point where you could potentially take on a lot of clients your systems are in place to support you and support the business. And to do that, you need to be able to scale. So I have a scalability assessment that helps you figure out, are your systems built for scaling? And you can go to scalabilityassessment.com and uh, request that. We'll put that down in the comments too. I right. like that. I like that. 
Okay, so I have one more question. And, you know, I, I feel my work in the world is one where I, I tell people about my failures just as much as I talk about my successes, just because I, I think, you know, everybody can see the dream version, but they don't stick as long as they may need to just because people don't share their failures. So Denise, what was a, might've been a failure in your life or looked like a failure at the time, but now, you know, it was really setting you up for something greater. Yeah. So what I would consider to be that, um, that failure would be, um, Gee, there's a number of them, but the one I'll, because <laughs> there's always these life lessons that we have. Life lessons. Uh, the, the failure that I had was that I was, uh, I did not get, uh, I was not going to get tenure at the college where I was teaching. Not the, not the one I just retired from, but the first place that I was teaching. And uh, so I sat, sat down with the chair and he's like, this is just not working. And it was, you know, I was devastated. I was like, oh, what are we going to do? What am I going to do with my life? And, and it ended up setting me up for success because one of the things that I learned is that fit is so important. It's so important that your, your environment, uh, your work environment, whether, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're an employee, you want to make sure that it is aligned with your passion. And if they're not aligned, that is just going to create a situation where you are just constantly feeling stressed and stressed where there's just, you just feel like there's no room to escape. Um, and that's not knocking any particular employer setting or anything else. It's about fit. So a place where I might've failed, somebody else is going to flourish. A place where I'll flourish, somebody else might fail. You have to figure out for you what is the setting you need to be in in order for you to flourish? So, yeah, so I love that. So basically what you're telling us is that when, you know, you, you weren't getting tenure from a place, but you just said you just retired for it somewhere. From so yeah. that wasn't the right place for you to get tenure at. And it wasn't until you got to your new place that you realized, wait a minute, this is better aligned with who I am, how I work, but you couldn't see that over there because you was holding right. on to it so tight. Right. It was. It seemed like it was the end of the world, and I ended up finding a much better place. I, I retired after 21 years there, loved every minute of it, and um, you know now I'm on to different a different phase of my life. But had I stayed where I was in the beginning, I I don't think I would have advance the way I wanted to advance. I don't think I would have been as happy as I was in, in, in the newer uh, institution. And so it's, a, everything's about not presuming everything. A failure is not the end. It might just be a new beginning. Yeah. Denise, I think you just said a mouthful for a lot of people who are out there right now. I mean, you know, I know during this pandemic and things like that, that a lot of people have used the word like pivot and, you know, if you were a person who had a gig or you were doing speaking engagements and then they went completely gnaw because there, you know, there was no events and this, that and the other and, and you, you got tired of hearing the word pivot, 
right? Like you, you were, you were, you lost something and it wasn't the same, right? So I just think the way Denise just said it would resonate with those people a lot because, you know, at the time you're not saying that you wasn't feeling um, some kind of way. You were, but after you processed and you moved on and you found another place, you were, you know, you started thriving. You started realizing that here's something different for me and you retired from it. So that's saying a lot. <laughs> um, that's saying a lot. And, you know, you progressed and all of that. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, Denise, tell them one more time where they can get that assessment. Yes, go to scalabilityassessment.com. Awesome. Denise, thank you so much again. I'm so happy to see you Um, instead of it just being audio. And, you know, thank you so much for kicking off this season um, with Women in Tech. Oh, you're welcome. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, hey, guys, again, I don't know. um, Bookmark this. Go back through it. Get everything you need to get out of it. But also, if you know someone that that fits, who's working real hard, piecing together for that free, free stuff and, you know, send this to them, you know, inbox it, like text it. Because I really feel that Denise explained things in a way that they can start valuing themselves more. Um, Sometimes we give money the value. Well, all the time we give money the value, but not really giving yourself that value. And I think the way she explained it really is going to help people go, wait a minute. She's right. I haven't been valuing me enough. And that's what's keeping me in this in this spot. So I think she did a fantastic job of doing that. So you have any closing words, Denise? Just um, keep growing. <laughs> keep growing. <laughs> okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.